wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. to a singer-singer than another phenomenal singer, especially one I know all of you have been waiting to hear, the original Miss Thing, Miss Patti LaBelle. Aretha Franklin almost 30 years ago on the Essence Awards and she's still doing the thing. I am going to start out this section of Black Excellence um, in part giving tribute to Patti LaBelle just because she is everything. And I'm bringing her up um, as in part given her tribute because she was featured on Noriega's drinking show. And there was just so many great stories, so many great things um, that you can actually say about her and about Noriega. But I wanted to start out with just how musical she is. She, this was recorded 30 years ago she her voice is still as fresh and as beautiful and this wig is set is wonderful she has great range she's had a long career and she is just as beautiful today at 78 as she said on that show as she was 30 years ago for the cameras and it's like Aretha Franklin, they, they, there was like rumors that they had beef, but when the last time that they met, she wasn't feeling well. Um, and they were supposed to actually do a recording not too long before she actually was, before she passed away. This is Aretha Franklin. And it was just, I just, her, Stories are just so remarkable. She knew everyone from 
uh, Elton John when he was just Reggie, uh, Michael Jackson, um, probably the Jackson Five, um, Diana Ross, uh, Luther Vandross. She has a story about all of these people, and she and Prince, and she's cooked for everybody. She through me watching this show and I thought I wasn't going to be able to watch it um because uh drinks by nor Drink, drinking champs with nori it's a two out if the interview it lasts almost two hours and it's a rambling ride of just amazing stories but one of the things that really struck me is how in all noriega and dj f e f n are with her they and i'm actually going to put this in the podcast notes they say they give people their flowers while you on their face while they can while you can see them so there is a uh gold-plated they give her like gold-plated roses they uh pour and toast uh with her own glass which is all blinged out it is hysterical and there's just so many great points uh, about this interview. And it was, it just was so refreshing to see how they, and he actually brought his wife and his mama there. They were all enthralled. They bought her in, had a red carpet for her. They basically, except for that uh, power washer noise, <laughs> the whole interview itself, it was absolutely very beautiful. And I'm so glad I got the opportunity um, to watch it. Um, and I hope the whole interview is is included in the podcast notes on my blog. But I'm all, I'm going to actually play a few parts of it so you can enjoy and you can figure out just why you should watch this interview with Nori. This is your boy N-O-R-E. What's good is DJ E-F-N. And this is Drink Champs Yappy Hour. Make some noise! Hey! Now, who we about to introduce when me and you started this show, we always said we wanted to, you know, give it to legends. We wanted a platform because in this game, when, you, when people are seasoned and they have 10 years or more or 15 years or more or, or, or me, I'm, I just hit 25 years in this game and people try to say you washed up and it, it's over for you. But there's very few who can maintain that relevance, who can maintain that substance and that people always look to them and say, this is the people we want to be like. So the person that we're talking about is not only a queen, not only a legend, it's an icon. She's dominated in so many different fields. We we was just listening to her hits, and goddamn, it just kept going. More and more and more hits. Movies. All the, and then she came with the sweet potato pie. Because for those that don't know, when you're black, we eat sweet potato pie. <laughs> not apple pie. And not that other shit. Pumpkin, but I'm not sure that. In case you don't know, who we talking about? We talking about the queen of motherfucking soul. Patty LaGuerre! Oh, guys, thank you. Now, now I've been studying oh, you. I've been studying wow. you, right? Go ahead. And I've been studying all your interviews. This is a very awkward question, but I need to start with this. Did you get rid of that flip phone? <laughs> no, I have an Android. 
you upgraded. So you upgraded. But wait, it's okay. still a flip. It's still a flip. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's lavender. I got okay. it last okay. week. Okay. And it made me mad enough to almost throw that one away. Oh, wow. Because a little flip. Since my nails are so long, I try to press those things so that my 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 friends, Edward said, let's get you an Android that you just have to touch a name and the number pops up. Wow. Well, I touched and the number didn't come up. Wow. And so I got angry. Okay. So I really think I'm going to get rid of that one too. I, I wanted to get a smartphone. Okay. But I can get in trouble because people can hear you if you're talking about them when it hangs up and you think you hung up <laughs> or something like that. But I'm, son, mom. Um, they want you to do that show. So I said, what show? He said, Dream Champs? That's what it's called, right? Yes, yes. I said, who, me? Because <laughs> I knew all about you guys. <laughs> That's no. Crazy. And so I said, what I got to do, smoke reefer? <laughs> I don't I am giving her, this is like the black excellence and good black news because they, this was a celebration of just black excellence, this whole interview. And this is how the entire interview went from great stories about Luther Vandross boosting clothes. They actually drank her wine. She actually has a, a line of her own uh, wine getting ready to come out. I'm getting ready to go online to see where I can purchase her macaroni and cheese, her sweet potato pie, her uh, cornbread. I'm just excited about everything that's coming down the line um, and celebrating her and supporting all of her great works in food. So big ups to Patti LaBelle and also to Noriega and DJ EFN. They made this week's episode even more great because it was just a great ride watching and listening to them interact with her, showing her the respect that she deserves and she them. And it was just a great, it was just a great watch. So I am only about halfway through um, reading Forever POTUS's book, Dreams From My Father. And I'm struck just how he really was truly prepared and more rightfully so, um, the American dream of what the what the um the preparation for becoming president i think he did it more so better than anyone um i can't speak for myself i don't think i'm built especially at my age i'm not really built for public service people get on my nerves too much because I'm not going to understand why you won't do right. I'm not going to understand. Uh, keep pushing and working. Uh, I'm at the part now where he arrives as a political organizer in Chicago. And it's right at the time where Mayor Harrell becomes the first black mayor of Chicago. And it's super empowering. And just like his presidency represented, um, he was basically the black new black messiah uh, for Chicago at that time to right the wrongs of racism and put our people back on the map. But he ran into the great giant wall of white supremacy and I think he was not allowed or they would not allow him to do what needed to be done to level the playing field and bring prosperity back to Chicago. Um, Chicago at the time was suffering from corruption and truly white supremacy. Uh, they, the white people had fled um, 
from areas now from South Side and beyond. Um, now they've come back, become back uh, very gentrified where years of redlining had turned ma massive sections of the entire city to um, shanties and slums. And, and they were responsible for that. The people of the political regime of the daily years were responsible for that. But that's the Chicago that Barack Obama first uh, got. And before I get into that, I wanted to also just go back for a moment to other people of black excellence. I probably will put the YouTube link in my uh, pot notes, but LL is getting ready to um, organize Rock the Bells Festival in New York. I don't know if it's going to be later on this month, but he actually has been in the game since he was like 14, 15 years old. Uh, ladies love cool James. He's still in that little t I don't understand why he was in that old tight um, shirt with the logos on it. And he's my age and still trying looking fly but he's like grandpa material now so he's like the old uncle in the club also i wanted to celebrate uh andrew young um he was recently on um the cbs uh morning show and he has a new book that he put out with his daughter just like jesse owens it seems that he uh had an interaction with Jesse Owens that basically would change his life and would become the substance of this young adult uh, book that he actually told his daughter, Paula Young Shelton, um, with amazing uh, illustrations by Gordon James. Um, this is a book I think all of us should actually pick up on. And also, if you navigate to my Far From Bill Street bookshop, you'll find not only this, but he's actually had several books that he has written as well, and co-written, as well as books written about him. Because he was the first, uh, before there was, and maybe because of him, there it was Akeisha Bottoms. You know, because of him, there was a... Um, Stacey Abrams. Uh, he was the first uh, and largely responsible for the revitalization of Atlanta, um, as well as he marched with Martin Luther King. He tells uh, many tales and the, the history of the Civil Rights Unit, Union, and also as his time as an ambassador, which I have completely forgotten. Um, I'm sure all of them are marvelously written and witty. Um, even in his older, his advanced age, he's still a pistol. Um, you ain't gonna talk crazy to him. That's what I picked up on. Uh, he was on CBS Mornings uh, this week. Um, and I was just in it, admiring him. And he is uh, rounder and softer, but his mind is still sharp and he's still hopeful for us. And that's why I wanted to give him, not only add uh, the additions to my bookshop, which I think you should check out, but also just that he's still around and still doing the thing. Um, it's just amazing. Um, I remember distinctly before he even got sick, uh, seeing John, Representative John Lewis in the airport uh, years ago and he still had, he was shorter than I thought, but he still had a fierceness and a force around him. And I remember though him dancing uh, before his cancer diagnosis and just having a great old time. And that's who Andrew Young reminds me of. And if I've learned anything, I will give people their props while they're alive and their flowers while they can enjoy them. Um, even though Noriega's show 
drinking drinking with champs is a bit can be a slightly crass but i also think it remind it's a, just a reminder of how you can treat you should treat yourself with respect but also respect for others um and praising icons while they can actually hear the accolades because if they're dead what's the point you know what i mean now getting back to dreams of potus you know recently i've been uh reflecting on and dealing with a lot of emotions um, surrounding my father's untimely death. Also coming to terms with the fact that I'll never be able to reconcile uh, what he did or didn't do because he's not here to answer any questions. And I can't continue to blame him for things that are outside of his control because he doesn't have the control because he's dead. Um, I, and I also have regrets because I didn't get to talk to him and get to know what were his dreams or even if he had the words to be able to express what his dreams were. Our interactions were mostly fraught with fear and antagonism, so, but that's on me to deal with. Um, I don't know if he could trust me or I could trust myself with my dreams because I always learned that you don't, daydreamers don't win. You gotta be practical um, and you don't dream big because your dreams can get squashed. His probably ended when he was drafted um, to go into Vietnam. I think if he had gotten away from my sociopathic grandmother and she hadn't gone upside his head, he would have probably gone on. He could have been an engineer because he was just that smart from what all I understand. And he was also a very handsome man too. He could have made dif different choices. I wish I could have related to him and he could have told me about fishing exploits and stories. I could have, and he could have been a DJ, um, Shine's Corner on my podcast. And we could have vibed that way. Um, and had a completely different relationship, although I don't think he would have uh, liked being given time limits and I don't think he would have liked to be recorded. And I don't think he would have liked to take um, direction from his kid, but who knows? Um, he was changed or he was different. I wouldn't, have, I don't know that. And now I don't have the chance to get to know that. I think when you're raised in a household where dreams are more, are just, are replaced by practical actions, you don't know, you don't really know how to dream, or if you dream, you don't know how to really hustle um, to deal with those, your dreams being fraught, but you keep pushing and you don't give up. I don't think, because when you're raising a household like that and you always have to guard yourself from being hurt so you don't dream, but when you don't, when you do get your dreams or your dreams start to come true, you don't, it Ill, you're ill-prepared for success and how to handle it. And then you don't really know how to deal with the pressure to continue to be successful because you can be your own worst enemy, unfortunately. And I, and I think as I reflect on those feelings and then I hear stories because I'm listening to the audible version of Dreams from My Father. How can you still be a motivator to other people and also to yourself? And it comes from a varied experience because President Obama was allowed cross-section of the world from Hawaii to Indonesia to working uh, in the contaminated black and poor neighborhoods um, on Lake Superior or Lake Michigan. He was his own and everyone's best supporter. He had an idea or was given a mission. And when 
one of the workers that had been working with that organization before he came wanted to quit because she was just tired. He recognized that they needed a win, so it uh, allowed them to regroup, strategize to get a win, and then to keep getting wins. And it was like a cumulative thing because their job was big, was it was very immense, but they broke it down in a strategy-wise, they broke it down into bits and they took those little bits and a win, and then the wins became bigger and bigger. I say all of those things to say is because it's like if you, it, you're, a problem can be unsurmountable if you don't strategize it and break it into parts and then figure out how to win those parts and it becomes an even bigger win, that's how you have to deal with life also. And that's how I'm going to have to deal my podcast success. I have learned everything on the fly, and I'm learning, continuing to learn. I'm only going to be as successful as I'm going to allow myself to be. So if I have an issue, I'm going to have to think about it, think it through, break it up into steps or parts if I'm able to, and then try to take the win slowly. And that's how I'm going to be able to deal with those successes because that's how the prep for success, that's what I'll call this. The preparation for success is stepwise and it's a, it's a, it's a slow and steady pace because you don't want to burn out before, burn up before you get to the finish line. And I think as I'm dealing with these emotions and learning to deal with these emotions, that is, it's, it's going to be a slow and steady gain, a slow and steady race so I can make it to the end and I can live successfully. And also finding uh, works by Black Forever POTUS and Andrew Young and being aggressively looking for happiness um, and for things that can benefit my mental and health well-being. Those are the things that I'm going to pursue and share with people if they're willing to listen and receive it. So this is, I guess I'll call it life lessons, and I was unsure of should I make this dude a donkey of the day or not. All I know is this person, Kevin Gates, is getting a lot of playtime and probably for all of the wrong reasons. I can truly say, ever since I listened to that Carisha Please uh, episode podcast, I am, and I he- keep hearing he had another appearance. He's making the podcast and social media rounds. First, I didn't know who the ham sandwich he was. Uh, I did not know his life story until uh, Carisha from the Miami Girls uh, fame. She came on, was one of the second uh, after Diddy um, or Love or whatever his name is, uh, guest on her show. And I'm like, well, how much are they paying her? Cause, or how can I get that kind of um, exposure and get that type of pool? But it's all who you know. You can't be a hermit and expect to get people like that on your show. That's number one. I'm going to have to learn how to network and network online and still just get my um, downloads up. But that's neither here nor there. But I didn't know about this dude. And he walking around claiming he is uh, from indigenous people. And this week he was on the morning show and still, the Breathix Club, excuse me, um, and saying just crazy stuff. He basically is talking out of his ass about Beyonce and Jay-Z and his penis and masturbation is uncertain in that way. 
in, in, in that whole riff. And he's also talking about, he thinks he is a self-appointed expert on women's genitalia and bodily functions. Uh, he goes on this riff about women with acne have the best vagina because that means their hormones are imbalanced and they're not getting proper release. So he, cause he knows as soon as they have sex with him, it's like his penis must be clear itself. Because once you have sex with Kevin Gates, your face will clear up. I don't know about all that. All I know is he, when you, every time this guy's get interviewed, it's like an accident. You cringe and cringe just in case you see somebody's head lopped off, but you still don't turn away. That is how he has been. And he keeps popping up in the zeitgeist by the craziest quotables and saying the most outrageous things. The only life lessons I'm going to say is true life lessons. Whatever Kevin Gates says is pure ratchetness. A life lesson is making sure you do the psychological work uh, to be not vulnerable and to be in a better place and not turn to drugs. But if you have to be on some psychiatric medication, make sure you got a good doctor that's managing that shit. That's number one. Number two, no one wants to die, but you don't want to have to leave your family in a lot of in a lot of problems because um, if they don't have a will or a medical power of attorney, you want them to not have to go through a whole bunch of rigmarole, going to court, probate, paying tax, and all of these things if you don't have those things in place. Make sure your shit is sure and make sure that you are on your game and get it so, and don't just leave it to fate after you death and get those things straight. Make sure your things are in truly in order and all the right people know and have copies of all of your papers, et cetera, so you don't have to leave it to your family to recreate your estate. And that's all I got to say about that. Those are less life lessons. The nonsense that the Kevin Samuels um, and the Kevin Gates say is pure ratchetness. So I thought I was going to absolutely get by without having to uh, appoint or say who the donkey of the day is, but... It goes to someone by the name of Simone Gold, MDJD of California. I give her the massive donkey of the day because it looks like this week she reported to a Miami jail on charges stemming from participating in, the judge called it a mob, I call it a riot. And if they had prosecuted her as the insurrectionist that she was, and just for all around general dumbassery, she would have gotten a longer sentence and blasted 60 days. But she has her supporters, and they only inactivated her license because if they had prosecuted her as a true rioter and an insurrectionist, she it would have been a felon, and they she would have been automatically suspended or subject to disciplinary action by the medical board of California. But no, she was a mob. And it got her for trespassing instead of, and it, because she took a plea. I'm sure they took those felons, all the felonies actually off the table, and she's just going to serve her 60 days. But her whole group um, 
are vaccine um, COVID deniers and they're using uh, unproven. These people go to medical school here and are still uh, trying to find companies that support unproven ivermectin and whatever else and witch oil um, for treatment of COVID. And they say that you are either a believer or you are part of um, Big Pharma and the lies that they tell. Well, if you don't want to, like, I just can't wrap my mind around the general donkiness of it all. These people don't have life lessons. They're tell, they basically are telling us what not to do. And people like her and Kevin Gates and the Samuels of the world are not, are just what just craziness and gaslighting will do. They ha- they find their niche and they do these extraordinarily stupid things and say extraordinary stupid things because they know nobody else will say it but they do it for clout or for clicks or for downloads. I think it's appalling. But if they had called her what she was, she wouldn't have got, she would have got a heavier sentence. You can't tell me she given some stupid anti-vaccine um, rant in the rotunda and she does and she only gets 60 days. If it had been anybody else with a Black Lives Matter shirt on, she would have got capped. Or she should have got capped like that other crazy uh, Air Force lady crawling through the window and got got. I'm just saying. And they also got her for not helping the officer that fell in front of her. She's a doctor. And she failed to uh, give aid. She basically violated her oath. So, But she only got 60 days. Great. So donkey of the day, Simone Gold. Excuse me. Watch what the fuck you going. I ain't see you. <laughs> I don't see why not. We haven't met each other properly. We might not have met each other proper, but I know enough about you. These walls been whispered. Hey, they? be careful about them whispers. They ain't always well acquainted with the truth. Could you leave tomorrow? What make you think of that? <laughs> These walls got ears, mouths too. All I want to know is how Black Tree TV. Mercedes! I can't bust it like I used to. I'm way past retirement. I should have been out this whole five fucking years ago. God damn it. Hey. 24.5 Fuck your rules, Uncle Clifford. I need to hear the truth. Get shot up to me, ain't she? Mercedes, ever since I was a youngin', I thought I'd find me a castle with a tall tower. I locked myself up in it and throw away the key. This place has been that castle for me. But even castles crumble. Especially if they made out of sand. Hmm? Sometimes you just gonna have to learn how to dream new dreams. Same like you talking to yourself. <laughs> how about we play my favorite game? Mercedes! Why is it that this, as I was saying, the black, uh, the black tree tv which i subscribe to on youtube and i'm i have both of these clips will be included in the notes i just realized i really have not uh been reviewing uh p valley that much in my previous episodes it's been kind of hit or miss there is an entire uh fan podcast dedicated to breaking down p valley have been since the initial or first season I love this show and I'm completely obsessed by it 
in the first clip, it had um, Mississippi or Keyshawn and Big Bone going after it because I think now she has full, Big Bone has full view of the black Barbie. And she basically is uh, tripped out and there's going to be some beef between them but I don't think you get it twisted Keyshawn is ghetto even though she is bougetto um, and she'll cut her and she'll cap her because we know she's strapped also the second clip from a clip from August 7th uh, Busset is uh, Mercedes and Uncle Clifford uh, knowing that Keyshawn is now going to be headlining the show. If you recall, at the end of last season, Keyshawn, on the last murder night, Keyshawn went on for Mercedes when she got in uh, a tussle with Patrice Woodbine. And she knew that was supposed to be her last dance, and she's being replaced by Keyshawn anyways. She's the next legend. She should have retired, but she can't retire now uh, because old punk butt coach took back her Skrilla because his wife was more interested in Mercedes than in his fantasy. So, and I guess the fantasy could not be shared and it was not possible. But anyways, that's how Mercedes ended her um, celibacy and to the chagrin why she Ignore Uncle Clifford's rule 75.2000. Get your bag and secure the bag before you get in the bed. I'm just saying, because it's going to mess up at each and every time. This week's episode of P-Valley promises to be just as crazy as previous weeks. I don't know. Maybe last week, I think the... Uh, funeral for Big T to me was absolutely really just so sad. Um, if I find an interesting clip of that, I find it amazing um, and crazy that they were they had laid chains and chains of gold. Um, they left it in a casket uh, during his um, going home ceremony. And that funeral home does really good work because he basically shot himself in the head. How did they recreate his face? That's some Hollywood mess right there. But they did a good job. It was very trippy. And it was just, again, the, the entirety of the despair of Big Teak. But uh, Wody's work, and also Rico got God. Little Murder became Big Murder in last week's episode. Now this next Little Murder Night or Murder Night, I think it's gonna be all out warfare and Maine may get God. I'm not sure what's gonna to happen to Mercedes, but it's always like the Wild Wild West or the OK Corral at the Pink, intentionally or unintentionally. I don't know. And I don't, I haven't heard anything on like Vulture or whatever if Big Bone is gonna last throughout the season. I would prefer to see Mercedes with Diamond or versus Richie Not Rich. But I think Richie Rich's term as Keyshawn's husband is getting ready to wrap up. And I'm not sure about Loretta Devine's character, Miss Ernestine, I think she's also going to be a tragic victim of the coronavirus, unfortunately. But this show on so many levels represents a microcosm of society that's often ignored, but it's just made and, and represented so differently in this series. And I'm great and I'm grateful and happy that I'm along for the ride. So enjoy the clips and definitely get hit me up about what how you thought previous episodes were as well as the upcoming episode because it's about to be a bumpy bumpy ride it's tequila tuesday my doggy dog doggy dog it's tequila tuesday my doggy dog doggy dog it's tequila tuesday it's tequila tuesday it's tequila tuesday my doggy dog
what I'm doing, y'all. I'm sitting here watching Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and I'm wondering why it took me so long to get to this point um, to watch this show. But also, now I get why it got so many Emmy nominations. I am now, what episode is this on? I am on episode uh, four, Memento Mori. And this has to do with uh, while on a routine supply mission to a colony planet, the USS Enterprise come under attack from an unknown malevolent force. But of course it's not malevolent completely because basically there are other races that think that we should not be where we haven't been invited. Um, I don't know if it is the usual suspects, you know, xenophobia, or if it's competition for limited resources. And it's like the first uh, episode that I watched when they were coming up and trying to figure out how to enforce the prime directive or whatever, to conduct code one or whatever. The, when it premiered, this, they had a issue with it and say, oh, how, you know, it seems like it was so paternalistic or Zionistic. You know, they, one of the wars and why this and Pike is so spun out is because he saw his future through um, the Time Wars, which was indicated on Star Trek Discovery. And he knows that how he's going to end up. In the original series, he actually was a, a quadriplegic. And he I think he either sees his death and the death of some of his crewmates. But this particular show um, goes to the beginning story of not only Spock, because Spock was actually married, uh, Pike, his family, the number one character, as well as Lieutenant Uhura. So, and it cracks me up that I don't think she was promoted until, Lieutenant Uhura, that is, was promoted until well into one of the Star Trek movies, but I bring Nichelle Nichols up. Her groundbreaking role as the um, communications officer but also the kiss that almost broke TV land and Desi Lu Productions because she and the original Captain Kirk, William Shatner, shared an interracial kiss that was heard around the nerddom. I mention that because she died not too long ago, like within the last couple of days. And rest in power, Queen. Um, what I also did not like to hear is she basically died from, she had dementia at, during her last years and her son was in a pretty brutal battle as of 2020 or 2021. They had a GoFundMe um, because he was being accused by some lawyers and they were basically accusing each other of stealing from her and they said it was a long time since she even had a million dollars because I think they have been siphoning off that woman who was um, debilitated for a long time all of her the money that she had worked so hard throughout her life to have although I'm sad for the world's loss if the son or that lawyer doing some shady mess, they gonna burn in hell. But it does not change the fact that I'm completely obsessed with uh, Lieutenant Uhuru, who is now, her backstory is she comes on as a genius and is played, uh, the cadet Uhuru is 2.0 is she looks like she is of African descent. She actually uh, is, she plays the part of Kenyan descent and she basically hums a song 
and figures out how to communicate with the alien species on children of the comet. She has perfectly short hair, perfectly coiffed, and she is so dark and so beautiful. And I love Celia Rose Gooding. I am a Celia Rose Gooding stan. Um, I am just so happy that she actually has this part. And shame on me for not watching it throughout this season. And shame on me for not, I don't know why I was so hesitant. I mean, I was like, oh, another white captain, but this is so cool. There's so many brown people doing the damn thing. There is the Nigerian doctor uh, who is the chief medical officer. Of course, there is uh, Cadet Uhuru, who's a prodigy. Um, there's Captain Spock. I mean, come on, the Vulcan God. There is obviously uh, LBGTQ um, representation, Ortega is going, I'm also probably going to end up being uh, Ortega Stan, as well as the navigations officer, everybody, there is, there's so much diversity on this show, and one, I haven't been looking back to it, but Pike is, this is so paternalistic and so white supremacist, but there's a white dude um, over all of these, this mixed and very eclectic and diverse, um, diverse cast or and diverse crew. Why does it have to be a white dude? And why was there so much blowback because of when Sonequa Green um, took over as a female, black female, and took over Discovery? People, even nerds, can be racist. You know what I mean? But it shouldn't take away from, and I, I think about it, but I also can remark on just how beautifully shot this was. CGI in effect, it seems to be, it, the storylines are not stupid, but I'm so, the attention to detail as far as the bridge, I even like the uniforms, um, whoever styles Pike's hair, I dig that. Even Spock is looking fine. I and I just am so I'm just so blown away by all this eclectic and very diverse uh, representation of this crew. These are some very smart and talented people representing a fake world, but it is how we should kind of what we should be. And I dig it. I'm here for it all. I really am. And I hope you will enjoy this, watching this. I'm going to strongly suggest you watch it. And I'll probably offer up uh, ongoing commentary because it looks like they've already been nominated for Emmys. But this wrap, the finale, wrapped July 7th. So over a month ago. And I'm just watching it. I'm basically binge watching it. I'll probably watch a couple of more episodes tonight because it's Tuesday night. And I'm on my second margarita, but maybe just one really large margarita. And it's Taco Tuesday, and I haven't taken any Pepsi. Shame on me because this stuff is hot. But that's neither here nor there. I probably uh, pace back in commentary because Memento Mori and Spock Amok basically seems to be a guarantee that what I've enjoyed in the first three episodes are going to continue on into the fourth and the fifth episode. So I don't know if this would be considered ratchet or even respectable. I am just confused why it's coming now and why do we have to relive any of this um, while in the public. This is something that clearly uh, was some stuff that was done behind the scenes or something that was going on behind the scenes that we made was made privy to and dude got the taste slapped out of his mouth. So I'm going to play this 
part of his apology to you and skipped commentary. Didn't realize that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. Um, I spent the last three months um, replaying and understanding the nuances and, and the complexities of what happened in, in that moment. Um, and I'm not going to try to unpack all of that right now, but I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. After Jada rolled her eyes, did she tell you to do something? No. Um, it's like, you know, I'm, I made a choice on my own from my own experiences, from my history with Chris. Jada had nothing to do with it. I'm sorry, babe. Um, I'm gonna say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family for the heat that I brought on all of us. Um, to all my fellow nominees, you know, this is a community. It's like I won because you you voted for me. And it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and and tarnished tarnished your moment. Um, I can still see Quest Love's eyes. You know, it, it happened on Quest Love's uh, award, and you know, it's like I'm I'm. I'm sorry really isn't sufficient. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down? Um, so there's two things. One, um, disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I okay, I'm gonna let y'all watch the rest of that and come up with your own opinion what I saw was a brother broken I don't know if he was caught up I don't know if he was high but I do know that he did make a mistake he did since he it appeared to be a sincere apology but I don't know him nor Chris Rock more so than I know a man on the moon so has this changed my opinion of Will Smith? No, because I don't know him. All I know him is from the movies that I've paid good money to watch. And if he does put out something that's worth watching, I'm probably going to go and see it. It's not going to change my opinion of him. But what I do and I can't understand or dislike is the people that are continuing to pile on. Uh, the Robbies and the, all these other people that say we knew he was trash human being from the jump. Some of this is coming up as sour grapes because they can't understand how he or his weird kids have so much fame. And a lot of it, I believe, has to do with white supremacy. Why can't you let this black family that is not the typical Cosby's that really does that are human and they are flawed and they've admitted to that you why won't you just leave them alone they've admitted to their imperfections now this whole slap and taste out the mouth was some gangster mess but again i don't know either one of these people don't know the families i feel bad that 
Chris Rock's mama had to see this and she felt bad that she couldn't protect her kid, but she should have also told her son, stop talking trash about people because you can still get got no matter if you really aren't pookie anymore. And the same thing, Will Smith is over 200 pounds and over six feet and still a boy from West Philly. Um, even though your brother took it like a G, you couldn't protect him either because you would have got got to. So with that said, even though some street code gangster ghetto mess was enacted on the white stage, am I going to be all just because of black uh, good vibes and politics? I don't care. They are all going to be fine. Both are extremely wealthy. Both are extremely talented. They're going to come back from this. If this was a beginning that Will Smith clawing his way back, he never left. He didn't really fall that far from grace, especially from people like me, because I don't care. Again, I don't know him. He's rich. He's going to be fine. If he never worked a day again, because he didn't get locked up for this BS, he is going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to be fine. He, Westworld, those weird kids, they are going to be just fine. And me feeling one way or another, it's not going to make a difference. I just want him to get continue to do the work um, and get back to the Mike Lowry that I know because the midlife crit, uh, midlife will that I see in this video, although his eyes were not as sad and hurt like I did see previously um, when he and when they discussed Jada's uh, affair, but according to this Robbie chick, he's had affairs too, and they've come back from that. So why y'all we? None of us thought, I know I didn't think they were all saints because they owned up to their mess. So why y'all all up in arms and making a mountain out of a molehill? You trash talkers need to go sit down somewhere. Other people that are trying to pile on the Amy Schumers and the Jim Carrey's of the world, all of y'all just know they need to go take many seats because none of us care. And also, it's okay if Chris Rock never talks to him and don't accept his apology because that was some international embarrassment too because I, I honestly and truly believe he told you keep my mouth and my families out your mouth he didn't think he was going to do it especially didn't think he was going to do it Oscar night and that again that was some gangster West Philly Brooklyn, aka versus Brooklyn thing. He he didn't. He got his head blown back, got the taste smacked out of his mouth. But it sounds like that West Philly Negro told him to stop it. He didn't, and he got got. I bet he won't say that mess again. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies let it resound loud as the rolling sea that is the opening refrain to the national black anthem i have been thinking a lot on this very the James Weldon poem as well as the song and what it means to me since Juneteenth, since the reversal of Roe v. Wade, because I think our creative avenues are going to be crushed down. Dissenting voices are going to be silenced because it doesn't ring or not in lockstep with the moral majority. I think we risk a descent into fascism. I but I resisted. I refused to spiral in despair like I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. I, I encourage anyone that wants to shed beauty into this world because you have a right to do that. We have a couple of decades of gloominess 
before us, but we have to resolve to be the shining beacons of happiness. Join me as I continue this in my creative endeavors. Let me know if you want to hear something different. Navigate to Dale's my Dale's Angels Inc. blog. Um, there's light there, a couple of puns and side eye shenanigans, also merch. And if you want to ship a glitter bomb to the dumbasses in charge or a plastic or a chocolate penis, you can use my code Tinfro Got Jokes and you can get a percentage off of your shipment. And as always, create like it's your last day. And thank you for listening.